When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We're going to bring you on to our huddle. You are in. Boy, it's with me, Bram, and with me, per usual, my master of all things video and sound, Maxime. How's it going? Maxime, you'll be happy to know that I have a very stable internet connection today. Uh, so sound better, video better, the whole nine yards. But you might be even more fired up to know that we're rejoining uh, or having us rejoin in the huddle after far too long Yahoo Sports college and NBA guru, the best draft insider who has spent season after season developing more background, relationships, and experience than anyone anywhere within the sports media landscape, the host of the On the Clock podcast, a woman who has never seen a dangerous animal she didn't mind taking a long hike with, and a landlord who may or may not flood your space with carbon monoxide if you steal her bath salts. Miss Kristen Peake, what's going on, KP? Your intros get better and better every time I'm on the show. I'm like listening. I was like, that's true. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that's true. Uh, all right, yeah, yeah. I kept running sure pocket. It got too long. Here, this this <laughs> is the one I couldn't use. And a Christmas fan whose holiday sweater featured a picture of her dog, Gary. And I, mean, I got like four or five of them, dude. I just couldn't get above like the two paragraph mark. So wait, that's wait, did you see? Did, did you see the the T-shirt my brother got me for Christmas? I put it on Twitter. I said, uh-huh. "Merry Christmas." I'm wearing it right now. You probably can't see it, but it says, "I, I like basketball and maybe three people." And it's very true. And the reason I I say that is like, is like, I'm friendly with everyone. I'm a very friendly person, but I was on the phone with an agent yesterday. This is a great example. And, and he's trying to like get his, one of his overseas players to a different team. And I said, Oh, a friend of mine's, uh, husband is the coach for this like B team in Italy, not like the Euro league team, but the B league team. Um, I, I'm happy to reach out and see if like they need a, a lead guard or whatever. They're like, oh, so you're like really close with the wife? And I said, well, no, we're friends on social media. I mean, we're not friends, friends. Like, <laughs> like that is just like my. Li- I'm like, I like a lot of people, or no, I I interact with a lot of people. I maybe like three. Maxime, are you slowly and going? You guys are two of them. You, you yeah, guys are two of them. Through all the interactions you've had with KP, like I'm thinking all these moments we've had, all these like stories we've shared, laughs and shit, and it's like, huh? It's like the end of uh, of Sixth Sense when you realize that Bruce Willis is dead, and then you go back through all the interactions ahead, and we should have seen it. Like it turns out she didn't like us at all, dude, and we just didn't see this happening at all. No, no, you guys are two of them. Two of the three. Yeah. It leaves one person out there. And I happen to know you're going on a hike with your dad today. So I, I can only hope he's the third. I mean, we won't Absolutely. explore it too far. While you, 
I won't look a uh, a gift horse in the mouth. In fact, we really need you, KP. So the Warriors are fully embracing a youth movement. We've got TJD getting much larger rotation minutes. Bradden, or Brandon Podzinski seemingly escalating the importance ladder here. And we don't know that much about their background. And you know that every time I have a question about anything that's happened before the NBA, we go to you. So definitely need your help before we get there. Let's get a... Ah, somewhat upsetting glass half full out of the way. You'll remember this is when we look back to recent Warriors basketball, give something we like, something we don't. Feel free to go stretch as far back as you want. Maxime, uh, we've got two games on the plate, and we haven't heard from you. Why don't you go first, man? Something you like or don't? Man, I, what I don't like, and and maybe um, KP, you have some more insight into this. I, I've been worried since we elevated Pajemski into the starting lineup and since we started giving TJD some more minutes, that there's this thing that I see happen where rookies catch fire. They start getting more minutes, and everybody's really everybody on the team is really excited about what they're going to do. And then it, it actually kind of comes out that the reason they caught so much fire is because nobody was actually scouting them, and they didn't know how they played at all. And then all of a sudden, teams like the Miami Heat start actually figuring out how Brandon Pajemski plays, and all of a sudden, he's not quite as effective. I was still impressed by his ability to rebound over three Heat defenders, but I think by and large, they neutralized him a little bit, and I'm a little bit worried about what that means as more teams start seeing more minutes from these guys and get more a sense for who they are. They might not be as special as they were. They might be more like the 19th pick and not the second pick or the first pick. So that has me a little bit concerned, but one other thing that I, I wanted to mention before I'll, I'll leave the mic is that... um. Where are Moses Moody's minutes? This dude is, is I guess, you know, he's not a rookie anymore, right? He's still on his first contract, but he played fantastic last night, and he had the least amount of minutes on the team uh, if you don't count the garbage time minutes. I think in the previous game against Portland, you know, he played a little bit more. He was, um, you know, he shot almost perfectly from the field. Yes, we're supposed to be having this youth movement, but it feels a little bit imbalanced. I'm starting to get a little bit frustrated, and I don't totally understand what's going on. KP, we know what your don't is. It's people, so you can save yours. And we'll, we'll go to you in a moment. Uh, like don't, I, we, I'll give a little optimism, right? Let's stretch back past the game last night and look to that Denver game. Still a loss, you know, I mean, I get it. But also, the thing I liked about this team is the heart they've shown all year in, in a pretty much unwinnable game against a Denver team that everybody loves as a title favorite there in a game where Steph could not hit a shot to start the first quarter, the Warriors don't disappear. They stay in it. And that's been true almost all year. They've got 24, most in the NBA, and I forget the phrase, but games that come down to, you know, it's within single digits in the last three minutes or something like that. So even in a frustrating year, in the hardest schedule of any team's had, they've been in it and they've showed heart. So I like it. What I don't like, fucking last night, they didn't show heart. They're playing a Heat team that's missing everybody that seemingly had laid down. And this time, when Steph had a short shot and when they couldn't get it going, everybody kind of gave up, man. But the person who agrees with me here is Steve Kerr. Here's here's his take on that exactly. Um, we've been you know, in every game, seems like all year. Every game's been close. We're, we've been competitive and tough. And, and tonight we... Um, we kind of lost um, that uh, that competitiveness, and uh, you know, just it felt like uh, we got demoralized. You know, shots weren't going in, and and um, and it just you know they they just took it to us. It's um, frustrating, is what it is. Today, different focus, right? We're going to be talking about the youngsters. We're enjoying KP, but we at least have to say it. 
Christian, we haven't heard from you about the Warriors for a while. What do you got? Like or don't? I'm going to go half glass full. And Maxime, I hear you. I hear you. And you're like, they're going to figure their teams are going to scout them. They're going to figure it out. But I'm just so proud of the Warriors for drafting established older players. Like you look at, you look at Trace, you look at Brandon, they're only a year younger, or I think even Trace is older than Kaminga. You know what I mean? So instead of drafting younger and younger and younger to try to implement into the system, they drafted two very established players that were able to be plug and play guys right away. And so I was like, I, I'm more like looking at it like, good job, Warriors. Like way to go yeah. against the grind and not draft the young projects because they've already done that. It's taken now, what, three years to see JK kind of blossom a little bit here and there. Like you just had your frustrations with Moses, like his minutes, you know, you guys have been patient the last two years. So now you're like, when is this kid going to like actually have rotational minutes? Um, so I, I'm more excited and, and listen, there's going to be growing pains with every rookie this year. I mean, Jaime Hawkes looks awesome. I mean, you guys saw it firsthand Christmas day. He was spectacular. I now, because he's playing so well, I'm going to go cover him when they come play the jazz tomorrow and write a story on him. Like everyone's going to have like their ups and downs, even Victor. Well, Chet hasn't, Chet has been <laughs> incredible, but even like Victor and Scoot have have had their, you know, kind of ebbs and flows of the season. Will you watch the full game when you go to see Jaime Hasquez or Hawkes? I have to because I have to I have to actually talk to him after the game. I'm just asking you, you know? Also, let's give uh, KP some credit for being a true professional and a good friend. So her text messages from me basically show that I'm manic depressive about JK. Like when he has a good game, I hit her up like, see, you know nothing. He's going to be a superstar. And then meanwhile, she has never said anything negative. And then when he plays poorly, I hit her up like, oh, I don't know why I ever believed in this guy. It's fucking terrible. So she hasn't busted me out about that yet, which I genuinely appreciate. I'm here. I'm here for the therapy <laughs> session, the venting. It's fine. I need it. This no, is a I, safe I, space. I, I desperately need it. And I think that was the most effective Maxime fuck yourself response I've ever heard. The like, hey, I hear what you're saying. Also, no, they drafted super well. And this guy's definitely going to play. And everything's working out fine. So phenomenally well played. We're off to a great start. And let's get to the, uh, the biggest segment. So it's an old segment, one we normally use right after the draft. And it's basically yours. Uh, we, the uh, fun name is getting to know you. But the idea is... Young players, we don't know that much about their personality, are now going to play a big role for us. We need to get to know them. But that hasn't been true for us for a little while. We, we did this for James Wiseman, right? We, we've done it for people we thought would be big rotational pieces. We, yeah, great question. I have no idea. But no, suddenly now we have that prospect, even though the season started. We're seeing more and more of TJD and more and more of Pazinski. Um, So let's start with Pazinski. And let me, let me ask it this way. What was his role in Santa Clara? The, the, how, who, how did they use him before he came into the league? So Santa Clara was really smart because what they did is they saw what worked the season that Jalen Williams, who is now at uh, OKC, yeah. how he blew up. And basically it was like, okay, that worked for Jalen. Great. He was a lottery pick. Brandon, this is you next year. And it was basically like, one out and then Brandon stepped in and it was a scoring machine. 
a machine and they ran everything through him and he was so tough. He's a great rebounder. You guys are seeing it now, but like think of him at playing the way he's playing now. Think of him playing against mid-major college players and how easy it was for him to dominate like that. And so then you got like NBA scouts and they're like, okay, yeah, you did that at the mid-major level. Let's see what you do at the NBA draft combine. Same story. Tough as nails, making tough shots, outworking everyone. And when I talked to him at the combine, he's just like, you know, it's been really great having Jay Will kind of in my back pocket, being able to lean on him. Like, what should I expect in this scenario? What are the, what's the interview Hmm. process like? Like what's, what should I go in? Should, if I, if I have a promise after day one, do I sit? Because Jalen didn't. Jalen, he said the year before, he's like, I came to Chicago to play. And it doesn't, I'm going to play regardless. Like, I don't care if I get a promise here, here, here. And Brandon was the same way. He's like, I just want to play. So there is, there's pressure on this segment. I should have opened it up with this. So we rewind uh, Christmas Eve. I'm at my parents' house and I'm with my uncle, who's one of the people who drove me into Warriors basketball specific. And so like every holiday, we talk about the Warriors and it always felt like this kind of mutual respect conversation. And we knew a lot about who. So we start talking about Podzinski. And I say something about Dante DiVincenzo that maybe he'll become that. And I like him, but I don't see his role going very big. And before the conversation gets any further, my uncle says, I'm not sure you know what you're watching, which is the most condescending thing anyone has ever fucking told me, like at any stage. And so when that happened, I thought to myself, we're having KP on. I'm going to get incredible knowledge and then I'm going to shove it up his ass. The next time I'm going to see him, I'm going to casually mention, you probably don't know that they put him into the Jalen Williams role when he was in Santa Clara and then he flourished and dominated at the, uh, at the combat. So all of this I'm writing down, we will be playing for my uncle who listens. So if you're listening, fuck yourself. That was very condescending. Uh, but we go back to the informational session, personality wise. I mean, I've, I, I've seen just clips and his play suggests he has a lot of moxie, just the offensive rebounds. But how would you describe his personality? Who is Brandon? I mean, I didn't get a chance to know him as well as some of the other guys because he didn't pop in high school. So I didn't really, he wasn't a McDonald's All-American. So I, I haven't known him for that long. But mm-hmm. just in the way he conducts himself in interviews and how he was around the combine, you know, it's very clear that he's a, a very well-liked teammate. You know, he's, he, yep. he likes to interact with others. He's not this loner that is just kind of like off to the side. He's yep. engaging with other players on the court. Um, and then he's great to the media. It's like you ask one question and you get like a four-minute golden answer. You're like, okay, thanks for writing my story for me, buddy. <laughs> like, this is, this is fantastic. Um, so, and let me tell you a story. I'll tell, I'll t- let me tell you a story, Bram. Let's go. So uh, I do rookie power rankings and the second iteration of my rookie power rankings, I think I had pods as like an honorable mention. He didn't crack the top 10 because he was only getting secondary minutes and kind of like, you know, um, g- great rebounder, but like he wasn't, he wasn't popping the way that Keontae George was, you know, averaging seven assists a game. Like they're just, it wasn't anything sexy about getting offensive rebounds, you know, and someone close to Brandon in his camp DM'd me on Twitter and was like, Hey, I really respect your work. Um, I love reading your mocks and, and everything you read on the rookies. Can you please tell me why Brandon didn't crack the top 10? And it wasn't anything like condescending or anything. I was just like, 
okay. And so I responded, you know, I said, I love Brandon. I think he's in a great spot. You know, it's, I, I guess I need to watch him a little bit closer and I'm just waiting for him to break out a little bit more. And, you know, I appreciate you reaching out. And then of course, now he's on this, this whatever. And the, the same, the same person DM me on Christmas. I was like, Merry Christmas. Hope you have a great one. And I was like, Merry Christmas to you. I think you're going to like where I have Brandon in my next iteration of power ranking. <laughs> was that person, when they reached back out to you to say Merry Christmas, do you think they're trying to kind of grease the wheels? Like they want, they knew that you were going to have another updated rankings and they, they wanted to no, be back I in think, your honestly, I think he, he respected that I responded to him and said, yeah. you're right. Maybe I haven't yeah. been watching enough of Brandon. And so just the, the, the fact that there was dialogue back and forth and it wasn't just like, I'm the expert, F you, right. like you're too close to the situation. Honorable mention, out of all the rookies in the NBA, come on. Like I could, you know, there was just like, yeah, yeah okay, I'll, I'll watch them closely. Like, it's fine. I like it. I like that you've, uh, you've updated the rankings. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You have watched him now. Best skill now. How like when you watch him play for the Warriors, what's the uh, the way he contributes to the game the most right now? I'm shocked. Like it's funny because you talk to now I'm finding with NBA scouts um when they're looking for prospects to insert into a established team, they want to know the impact off the ball. How can they impact the game Ooh. without the ball in their hands? And you look at what Brandon's doing. He's sixth in all rookies in rebounds. We've already talked about his impact there. He's also sixth in all rookies in steals. And that's like in limited minutes that he's getting across the entire season. So you look at that, and I, I think that's probably why like if you're not watching every single game closely because that's your dude, and I'm obviously yeah. not because there's yeah. no way for me to watch 87 whatever high school, college, and NBA games a day. Yeah. I mean, I'd love yeah. to, but it's not going to happen. Um, but it's the impact off the ball in what he's doing. You know, winning the 50-50 balls, making the right pass, uh, accepting his role in the system, and then being aggressive when he has to be. Like you could see he was frustrated that like he was, you know, kind of being shut down a little bit yesterday and, and yep. couldn't get things. No one could get things going offensively. I mean, hello, yep. the Splash Brothers were four and 14 from three. Yep. Like you guys you, had to know when they weren't making shots, like that was going to be an off night. And there's going to be off nights for, for Brandon as well. Um, yeah. How about what Maxime said? So is... Do you believe in his future? Do you think he comes back to the mean? Will it will he keep rocketing up? Um, in fact, here, let me make it a, a better question. The disagreement I had with my uncle is that when I said Dante DiVincenzo, I said, oh, I, I think he's going to have a very large role in the league. I think he's going to have a solid career, probably an ongoing starter. And, you know, they found somebody. And the disagreement my uncle had is that not only is he going to be an ongoing starter, his favorite player is Manu Ginobili. I think that's who he can become. I think this guy is going to is going to escalate to that level. So 
What do you think, KB? You know, what's his upside? Is it as high as somebody like Manu? I don't know. Like, he's only 20 years old. He's only played how many NBA games? I don't know what his upside is. Like, all I know is the guy, high IQ, plays tough as nails, loves the game of basketball, and wants to do anything to help a, a team yep. win, and is a great system player. Like, Here, yes. let me put it he, a different way. He's going to be if very I, successful. There, like, because I, if I asked you about me, could I be Manu Ginobili? Of course not. You know, like, you know it immediately, right. you know? So when I put that out there for Podzemski, having watched him, it's not a flat no. I mean, we, we don't know. You need a time machine to see where the fuck his career goes. But having watched his skill set, do you think he has the capabilities of, you know, if everything goes exactly right, could he be that good down the line? How's that for a loaded I, question? Just give me a yes, you fucker. I, I mean, you could. I've worked really sure, hard. To yes, play your uncle. Your uncle is right. He's he is he is Ginobili. Great eye. That's who he's gonna be. Yes. What's What's great is that I'm so in need of optimism after that loss last night. That at the end of this segment that was designed to prove my uncle wrong, I begged you to tell me that he was right. So there you go. There we are. That's the kind of sick web I weave. Uh, Maxine, any follow-ups on the pods before we hit TJD here? Yeah, I just find it interesting that, you know, when KP is helping you explain why you're wrong, it's therapy. And when she's helping explain why I'm wrong, it's a fuck you. So, yeah, that's my only follow-up. <laughs> well, I mean, I begged her. I begged her to say yes. Oh, so to, I just to, to beg more. Okay, I understand. Yeah, I didn't need any bag. She just said immediately, but nicely, she said for you <laughs> that you were totally wrong. But nice. I, I also... I also really enjoyed that. If the thing is, Maxime, she was just not, she likes me, but she hates you. You're oh, not one of the three. I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> That's what I heard. You know, you're going to have to fight to get back into that circle of three, but I feel pretty good that I'm right in the middle of it. Let's go to TJD. So same things. Uh, who was Trace in Indiana? I'll go even before Indiana. Like at, in high school, he was a five-star prospect, McDonald's All-American. You know, one of those players when he went to Indiana – he probably thought, oh, I'm going to be a one and done. Look at me. I, I'm playing at the highest level. I'm a five-star, blah, blah, That's what these kids all think, right? And then yeah. you go to a place like Indiana. You're playing in the Big Ten. You realize, oh, this is hard. This is really hard to play the position, to play the forward position in the Big Ten against guys that are three, four years older than you that have 20 to 30 pounds of extra muscle mass and and are faster and stronger. Like, that's it's hard. It's a very hard adjustment, right? So I think he was humbled his freshman year. His sophomore year, we saw a little bit more like he was trying to get it. He was, uh, you know, uh, his sophomore year was still the old coach, and then uh, Mike uh, Mike came in his junior year, and that's when he started to flourish in the system and the pick and roll and the pick and pop. He tested the waters, the NBA waters. He went to the combine, got feedback. NBA teams were like you know, you could come out, you're not going to get a guaranteed contract. It's going to be probably like a two-way if you get drafted. Um, why don't you go back to school? He went back. Him and Jalen Hood-Shafino were like one of the best point-forward tandems Ooh. in college basketball. Um, and yeah, he just he just showed improvement. He worked on his body. He got stronger. And I think he was a steal in the second round for the Warriors. You know, and, and he... Just slip? because what? of just because when you look at like a four year player who's a forward, you don't know what product like how productive he's going to be yeah. in terms of a longer career. So if you're going to give a player guaranteed money in the first round and you're an established team at the back half of the first round, you more want to draft on like 
upside, yep. you know, but if you're the Warriors and you've got, and Trace is sitting there in the second round and you're like, he's already, he's already built. He can, he can bang in the post with some of the NBA guys now, you know, and, and defend multiple positions. We've seen that at Indiana. And so he, you know, how many games did he play in the G league? Like he, he had to work to get those minutes up to, up to rotational minutes with the Warriors. And that's what he did. And like, it, it, it's proven, you know, my point, like they drafted very well based on older established players in this draft, other than going for the swing for the fence, younger guys that are going to take time to develop. The thing that has really stuck out to me about TJD isn't his athleticism, which does stick out because we don't have a whole lot of that. Um, it's his patience. You know, he, he's coming in, he knows exactly what they need from him. And that's all he's trying to be. He's trying to be like JaVale McGee. He's not trying to be, you know, Kevin Durant. Um, right. I mean, this will be the last time I use this phrase, but when Wiseman was still trying to make it, he, he didn't even try to go into that section. He wasn't just trying to catch lobs. You know, he was still occasionally shooting the three-pointer or going behind his back where Trace doesn't do any of that. He, he goes right to his spot. He gets his offensive rebounds. He flushes lobs. Uh, and so I'm, I'm on board for it. And then, you know, his athleticism. I was talking with a friend um, and they pointed out or asked me, had I watched an opposing team after they played the Warriors? And I hadn't at that time. I hadn't been really been cruising around the league. And I've since done it. And what stuck out was we are, we just have no athleticism. Somebody, some random NBA player who played against the Warriors would come out and look like Superman against us. And you think like, my God, that guy can jump through the fucking roof and is the most athletic player I've ever seen. Then you watch him the next night against like the Suns or somebody and you realize, no, 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 we just are older. And no, and that's just what a 24-year-old looks like in the NBA. And when you know Trace funny? Played, You know what's funny? You're like, oh, Trace is so athletic. And I'm like, he is? He is. That's all we have. What do you mean? He's he and JK are the only people who can like reliably jump over the center line, Christian. It's like that's that's all our I guess our standards are uh, are fairly low. Um do you believe in his future? Where do you see this guy going? What's his upside? I'm gonna keep asking you questions like this, even I know, though that's his upside. Are, I mean, he he could be a long term rotational player in the NBA. Like I don't I don't think he's you know, he he knows. He knows what is ceiling is. And you, like you said, like he's embracing it. He's getting to his spots. He's doing what's asked of him and he's going to make a lot of money doing it. Yep. yep. There you go. And the, if, if everything goes well and no last week, this question would have meant a lot more after two straight losses, a little bit hard, but hopefully we're speeding towards a playoff run where we're going to need one or both of these guys to contribute. Not like 25 minutes a night, but you know, 15 minutes at 10 to 15 minutes in a playoff game. Do you think either of them could do that as a rookie? You know, we, we fast forward to April here. Do they have the personality in the game to, to withstand that? Sure. I think I, pods for sure. Yeah. That dude, that dude is a beast. Like you, sometimes you just see players, you know, through college, through the combine. And you're like, he is a dude in the sense where like he plays so hard. So hard. Like there, there's some guys that are just naturally talented and they take plays off and they take games off or whatever. I've never seen that from Brandon ever. Yeah. So yeah. can he, he contribute 15 minutes to a playoff team? Sure. Absolutely. He I, loves to compete. So, yes. Uh, we miss you, KP. It is phenomenal. I you guys. No, I have yeah. to tell you. So my, my parents are staying at my house over Christmas and yesterday my, my dad goes, he's like, 
oh, you're doing a podcast? What are you, what kind of podcast? I said, it's with the, it's for the warriors. And my mom's like, oh, I love that podcast. Yeah. The only time, she's like, the only time I ever get an update on, on what you're doing in your personal life and if you're dating. And my dad goes, why don't you just ask her? Are you dating? And I'm like, no. <laughs> That He's like, now you don't have to listen. <laughs> do you have? Do you have any stories for your mom or for us? Anything you want to uh, update her on? Oh no, this this is. I'll tell you a story about my mom. So I went to see Weber State play uh, last night. They got a kid, Dylan Jones, who's a four year player, could be a first round pick. I'm really high on him. I love Dylan Jones. You guys don't have a pick anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, but. So I, I, I go up to Weber State and because it's game day, it's like I made an effort. I like actually washed my hair. I put on jeans. I'm, I never wear anything but leggings or sweatpants. I had jeans, a long sleeve shirt, like a, a vest, and then a pair of Air Force Ones that matched my shirt. So I walk into my brother's house where my mom is. She's like, oh, you look nice. And I'm like, thanks. She's like, Wow. She's like, look, your shoes match your shirt. And I was like, yeah, it's called a fit mom. Like, because it, it, and she's like, a what? And I'm like, never mind. It's fine. Like, I, I have a nice fit. That's all. You guys know what a fit is, right? Uh, yes. I, oh, my okay, God. Okay. I just want to make sure. Yeah. I mean, what do you want me to do? Like, I, okay. I, I just stand up and show you that, like, this shirt matches my shoes. Yes. I, yes. we okay, definitely okay, so just want to make sure. But then I tell my brother, and he thought it was the funniest thing. He's just like, oh, mom. She's like, a what? I'm like, never mind. It's fine. Thing. I don't think back and then, I, and then I show up to Weaver State and I'm in the opposing team's colors. I was in maroon and black and I'm like, oh man. And then they um, Weaver State beat them by like 35 points. So it didn't matter. But I'm like, this is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ask a bunch of people there, do you know what the word fit means? Just to make sure that they understood it too? Or it's just us that you thought? No, Bram, just you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Fuckers. Unbelievable. Well, still, shout out to your mom. We definitely appreciate her support, even if she doesn't know the word fit the way that we do. And uh, I miss you. Like I said, this has been hella fun. And I know that there are way more people out there who need far more Christian Peak in their life. If I'm right, where should they go? You can read all my stuff on Yahoo Sports. If you are too a fan of Brandon and were mad where I had him in rookie rankings, Read my rookie rankings. I think it's not this week, but next week. And and you guys will, war, as a Warriors fan, be very happy. So And yeah. And if you don't like it, DM her. DM her directly. <laughs> yes. Let her know. And then you'll you'll establish kind of an ongoing Merry Christmas relationship and it'll all work out. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's an upside either way. Absolutely. Uh, you yes. want to shoot us an email. Get us a question. Let us know we did a good job, bad job. Any job. You can send that to. Two of the people that Chris and Peaks likes at uh, WarriorsHuddle.com. Boom. Exactly right. I mean, you know, that's our new website address. And it's also our social media handle. It's across the board. We appreciate you guys. Go Warriors. And hopefully we'll see you real soon. Good, good. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, 
offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.